I had to make a decision that weekend. So I, my life was spent doing three things. So number one, I was a delivery driver at Pizza Hut. Number two, I was at university. And number three, I worked with, I obviously was working on Gymshark. Normally Gymshark, my, my day normally was university till five, Pizza Hut five till 10.30 p.m. 10.30 p.m. till 2 a.m. was Gymshark. That weekend to go to the event, I had an exam and a shift at Pizza Hut. So I had to make a decision that weekend whether or not I'm going to pursue Gymshark. And I'm, again, I was so lucky because I quit university and quit Pizza Hut that weekend to do the event. So for that to happen on Monday and then have those sales come through, I was so relieved. And then I think it was a moment of, right, I'm all in on this. That's how success happens. From Entrepreneur Magazine, my name is Robert Tuckman. I self-funded, built up, and eventually sold two businesses to major players in the sports and entertainment industry. And I am fascinated by other entrepreneurial minds and what drives high-achieving people. So on this podcast, we're going to learn what they've learned and what it takes to really succeed. Ben Francis is the founder and CEO of Gymshark, the first-of-its-kind British-based fitness community in apparel brand that Ben founded in 2011 when he was only 19 years old, juggling university and working as a pizza delivery driver for Pizza Hut. Bootstrapping the brand from his bedroom, Ben found his passion at the intersection of business, IT, and fitness, creating what he didn't know would become a billion-dollar company. In 2020, Gymshark became the second of only two UK brands to achieve unicorn status with no external funding. Despite the brand's rapid growth, Ben has remained true to his founding ethos, building a community that works hard and stays humble. More from our guests, but first, a word from our sponsors. As an entrepreneur, it is important to understand what is happening in the economy and your bank account. Thus, understanding finance and investing is key. Real Vision is the place to understand the financial world and the themes that drive it. It's a video on demand platform you can watch basically anywhere mobile, desktop, smart TVs, and more. Since 2014, they've been on a mission to democratize access to the financial information that was largely kept behind closed doors, the stuff that actually affects your wallet, your investments, and your future. Real Vision gives brilliant finance rock stars, including Kathy Wood, Kyle Bass, Mark Cahotis, and hundreds more, the freedom to say what they really think about what matters. No bias. We have no agenda, no editorial bias, and we won't tolerate self-promotion hype or BS. We're not on anyone's side except yours. As a member, you'll get daily videos and analysis, plus access to more than 3,000 videos from the archives, including special limited series, focused educational journeys for beginners and experienced investors alike, and live events online, which have been compared to Coachella. Yes, really. Plus, you'll join the most thoughtful community in finance, more than 200,000 people who trust Real Vision to be the anchor to the truth in the financial world. And guess what? You can join Real Vision for just $1. Yep, $1. To get started, visit realvision.com slash success pod. That's realvision.com slash success pod. I began my conversation by asking Ben where he grew up and how he developed such an incredible work ethic. 
I grew up uh, right in the middle of the UK in a place called the West Midlands, just outside a city called Birmingham. I don't know how to describe it. Fairly quiet, fairly chill. It's not like London. We're about two hours north of London. I don't know, fairly working class city. Yeah, nice place. And were you you always into athletics? Was that something that was really of interest to you? Yeah, for me. So growing up, my dream was to be a a footballer or a soccer player, as we, uh, as I guess you guys call it. Uh, So yeah, (laughs) I wanted to play soccer. That that was my dream. And I think it was about when I was sixteen, as an ish. Because normally by the age of 16, you know, I'm I'm sure it's the same in the States, right? But I I realized that it wasn't to be for me. And it was after that that I actually ended up falling in love with the gym and fitness um, just after football. And then did you really just get involved? Did you focus on any sport or was it more that you became more of a gym rat, so to speak. Exactly that, yeah. I was an absolute gym rat. And then I was after that, I then wanted to be a bodybuilder. So there's a, there's a bodybuilder called Dorian Yates who comes from Birmingham, who ended up doing really well over in the States in oh, Mr. Yeah. Olympia. And yeah, it was that sort of thing. I really wanted to be a bodybuilder. I just absolutely fell in love with the gym. And the reason, by the way, that I fell in love with the gym, it, it was less around sports and physical fitness. It was actually what it did for me outside of that. So as a young kid, I was sort of, I wasn't amazing at school, right? I didn't do incredibly well academically. I was sort of a D student. And then I joined the gym and I went from being a D student to an A student. And it was because the gym taught me how to apply myself and turn up every single day. And I'd never really had a discipline that really taught me that prior to the gym and it completely changed my life. So I think that's why it impacted me so much. No, I totally understand. I am a complete gym rat. I actually just ran back here after getting in a quick workout. I was worried I was going to be late, but I'm the same way. And with my businesses and being an entrepreneur as well, no one ever put it to me that way, that that really helped with the discipline and the waking up day in, day out. I love the atmosphere in a gym, but sometimes you you don't want to go. And it's interesting that you saw that. And how did the idea for Gymshark come about? Because you're only 19, right? Yeah. So to be honest, it was it was very much, it was sort of luck, if I'm honest. So prior to Gymshark, I think Gymshark was the seventh website that I'd actually built. And the majority of the previous websites, not all of them were heavily into fitness. So to be honest, I was led by almost like my love for fitness. And I said, I just want to be involved in the fitness industry however I can. Now, whether that's through selling apparel on websites, being a bodybuilder on YouTube or whatever, I wanted involvement. So I made I made four iPhone apps, two of which were fitness apps. Then I made another few websites, sort of fitness forum, all these different things. And then to be honest, and this is, this is a fairly low bar, right? I thought to myself, I want to make a website that sells fitness product. And that that was it, right? So level one, all I want to do is make a website that will sell fitness product. So did that. And it took took about three or four months, actually. Got the, oh, sorry, about two or three months. Got the first sale. And honestly, I felt like my dream had come true. I would never forget. I was literally running around my bedroom so happy. Because if I'm honest, the ambition was just to be involved in the the thing that had changed my life. Well, that's it. It, It's a passion. And myself, personally, I always wanted to be in sports entertainment and and started there. And that's the greatest story. Just the fact, you know, you sold one thing and here you were. what, What you accomplished was you wanted to do something and work within a field that you love. And especially relating to you with fitness it's incredible. But how did you go about starting it, setting it up? How, what products were you selling? What was the whole, was there any, what was your plan behind it? So like I said, because the ambition was just to sell products online. I am um, the most obvious thing to sell online at the time was supplements. And I had a friend who worked in a supplement company local. And I went to him and I said, listen, 
can I buy some supplements from you to put on this website? And he said, Ben, I will do you a deal. I'll sort you out here. But unfortunately for me, the deal was a minimum buy of £8,000 worth of supplements. Now, I'd never heard of £8,000, let alone seen £8,000 as a, a teenager in the, in the middle of the UK. So I realized very quickly that wasn't going to work. So what I did was I basically drop shipped. And at the time, it wasn't, I think now it's a lot more talked about, which I think is great, by the way. At the time, I didn't really know what it was. I just thought, well, I know that I can load my website up with loads of different products. And I had a, I had like a, like a little bit of a development slash web background because I did IT at school. So I understood that that would help the website by having lots of products. So I loaded the website up with, it was hundreds and hundreds of supplements and, and drop shipped those supplements to customers. Because again, the ambition was just to sell fitness products online. It wasn't until, about a year or so in that I then realized that we wanted to make apparel because simply put, no one made the clothes that we wanted to wear. There was this weird mix, right, where a lot of my idols who tended to be American bodybuilders were huge and they would wear these big stringers and I ordered um, I ordered a tank over from the US and it arrived and it was just massive on me. It was like me wearing my dad's clothes, right? <laughs> it was huge. And it was realizing then that no one made, no one really made that too a fit that I wanted. And then over in Europe, there was this big thing about a real tapered fit coming in. So like more skinny sort of clothes. So we morphed that American bodybuilding look with more of a tapered European fit and basically spent the following two years hand-making product with a sewing machine and a screen printer. So first off, tell me, you start selling the products online. Mm -hmm. Was there a time in that before you started creating your own athletic wear, was there a time, did, did it just take off or was it doing okay? Oh, no. no, no, no. So this is this beginning is over a period of years. And I mean, the first ever sale, like I said, was just life changing for me. Took It took a, a, like months. But when it came, I was just so happy. And then over time, then we started adding clothes to it. And because we were drop shipping, we didn't need sales because we didn't really have any costs. I think the domain was about you know $5 and it's next to nothing to keep up after that. So we didn't really have any costs. And it was, like I said, it was only when we started to make apparel that then we actually had costs. Now, I was working as the delivery driver for Pizza Hut at the time. So I spent everything I'd earned on this screen printer and the sewing machine and then started to make products. And even then, because the costs are so low, you're not desperate for sales. But it was at that time, Time. We, we spent all of our time on Facebook and YouTube. That was where all of our time was spent as kids. And we didn't really watch that much TV just because YouTube was such a, a big thing at the time. And that's where our idols were. And it was when, I guess, we started to, I guess, make friends with some of our idols on YouTube and they started wearing the product and we really started to see it kick off. So was that the first time? So you start creating this athletic wear you yeah. followed a lot of these folks on YouTube and just what you would call influencers within the fitness community. So you yeah. knew them. Was that how eventually things started to take off for Gymshark? So there was a moment, I can literally pinpoint the exact second that things kicked off. So I genuinely, to, this, to get to where we've gotten to today, I think the stars have really had to align. I feel completely blessed. But in Birmingham, there is, or there was a the best fitness expo, certainly in Europe, potentially in the world. And it was an event called Body Power. And it was literally 20 minutes away from where I was born. And this was a big event. Lots of people would come. And generally people, lifters and fitness people from all over the world would fly in. And for me as a teenager, it was like a pilgrimage to go to this event. Every single year I'd want to be there. And there was this one particular year where Gymshark had just started. And I had a gut feeling that said that Gymshark has to be at this event. I didn't know why. I just felt this is where we have to be. So I went to the stand organizer and I said, I want to stand next year because you'd always book a year in advance. And it basically costed every penny that we had at the time. It was about £3,000. We'd saved up and we'd spent all of our money on this stand, knowing that basically you have a year to pay for it. 
Now, over this year, we managed to earn a little bit of money through Pizza Hut and um, the website. And then we'd afforded then to bring YouTubers to this event. I think two or three came from the US, one from Germany and one from the north of the UK. And we basically did this event and it just went incredibly well. Like genuinely, I was... I thought no one would know who Gymshark was, but because of social media starting to kick off at the time, the stand was inundated and we completely sold out. And that, that was amazing. But it wasn't until after the event where I went back to my parents' house and I, I remember getting back at about midnight. And basically because we, would, we were working at the event all weekend, we couldn't also be packing orders. So we switched the website off. We literally zeroed every stock because we didn't want anyone ordering things because we weren't there to fulfill it. And it was just after midnight, I then put all the stock back on and posted on Facebook that the website's back live. And previous to that, Gymshark was doing about three to $400 a day in revenue. The first 30 minutes after turning the website back live, we did $50,000 in revenue. I was literally clawing at my laptop trying to zero all the stocks because I had to manually zero every stock level. We completely sold out of everything. And for the next sort of two weeks, we were just hand-making all the product to fulfill those orders. And that was the moment when I realized we're onto something special here. What's going through your mind at that time? Because as an entrepreneur, you're like, this is incredible. But then again, yeah, I, you're making your own product. You're getting these orders. Was there some bit of worry? Well, there, so there was massive worry. If I'm honest, I would say the main thing was there, was there was a lot of excitement, but also relief. And the reason I say relief is because that, so that website was turned on on the Monday. Now, the Saturday and Sunday prior, we were at the event. I had to make a decision that weekend. So my life was spent doing three things. So number one, I was a delivery driver at Pizza Hut. Number two, I was at university. And number three, I worked with, I obviously was working on Gymshark. Normally Gymshark, my my day normally was university till five, Pizza Hut five till 10.30 p.m., 10.30 p.m. till 2 a.m. was Gymshark. That weekend to go to the event, I had an exam and a shift at Pizza Hut. So I had to make a decision that weekend whether or not I'm going to pursue Gymshark. And I'm again, I was so lucky because I quit university and quit pizza that weekend to do the event. So for that to happen on Monday and then have those sales come through, I was so relieved. And then I think it was a moment of, right, I'm all in on this. So we built, we made the product. That event went so well. We then signed up to the event the following year. We signed up to an event in Germany. We then signed up to an event in Ohio, in uh, LA, California, and Melbourne, Australia. So we then spent the next two years literally flying around the world doing all these events. And we completely spent every penny we had on these events. So I think that was literally a moment of relief, excitement. And then it was just, let's go. More from our guests. But first, a word from our sponsors. Take your business online with Wix, the leading website creation platform that's got all the tools you need to create, manage, and grow your brand. Whether you're starting your online business or you've got a side hustle, you can design a site to showcase your brand that'll look great on any device. Join over 200 million people already using Wix's wide range of solutions to enhance their businesses, like ultra-smart SEO tools designed to get you found on search engines, faster loading times to create outstanding user experiences, and payment solutions to help you boost your revenue. Plus, with enterprise-grade security built into every site, you know you're in safe hands. You can manage everything from one dashboard on desktop and mobile, so you can be available anywhere, at any time, in the office, at home, or on the go. Want to get started? Head over to Wix.com today and create your website today. And our next sponsor. Build the team that will build your business. With Upwork, you can find top developers, designers, project managers, 
and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. Hire at home or in 180 countries around the world to find the right talent for whatever your business needs. Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com. And we're back. As you said, you do this event, you realize the formula, $50,000 in sales. Did that just keep continuing to grow? Was there ups and downs? How did it evolve? Yeah, so obviously there was a huge spike and then we completely sold out of everything. So we had no sales the next few weeks and we had to try and push product through. And then it just sort of leveled, leveled up. But we found that th- these events were really, really great for us. And I still, I still love going to them to this day because what we'd realized is, over time. And funnily enough, if you look back now at like the hot spots of where the Gymshark community is focused, it's Germany, it's the UK, it's the United States, it's Australia. It's these places where these first events were. And listen, there was so many incredibly difficult times throughout growing the business. Like if we fast forward to today, Gymshark's 900 plus staff, over half a billion US dollars in revenue all through our website. So to go from that to where we are today is just incredible. But it has been incredibly tough. And I would say I've got, I could list, I could spend all night talking about the the tough moments. But for me personally, being an entrepreneur and now CEO of Gymshark, the thing that I've been well aware of is that at different stages of the business's growth, it's had the business requires different things of me as the entrepreneur, founder, and now CEO. And what I mean by that is in those early days when I talk about the event, Gymshark needed me to be, in many respects, quite arrogant and single-minded in my pursuit of where I believe the brand could get to. And if someone said to me, Ben, don't go to that event, I would say no, and I would do it anyway, which I think is probably more of a conventional, typical way of a, of a sort of not looking at an entrepreneur. Then as the business started to grow, I started to hire people and build teams. And it was very quickly, it became evident very quickly that that wasn't the right way of me working with teams. I then had to learn to work with other people and appreciate their skill sets. And then moving on again, I then had to learn how to truly speak, articulate a vision, talk in front of cameras, talk in front of people, and have a genuine thorough like appreciation again of each individual skill sets and probably a better understanding of my strengths and my weaknesses. Do you think because of who you were and your passion, like you talked about at the beginning of going to the gym, getting up day in, day out, literally at the gym, picking yourself up off the mat, whatever you were doing, sit-ups or mm-hmm. do you think that if you did not have that mindset, you would have possibly folded Gymshark? Oh, listen, there is, like I said, the stars have aligned to allow this to happen. There's been so many times where I've been pushed to my limit. And I think the mentality I learned in the gym was life-changing. I'm fortunate to be surrounded by my family are incredibly hardworking. Like both of my grandparents or both sides of my grandparents run their own business. My father, incredibly hardworking. My mom uh, works in a national health service here her entire life. She's a nurse. She would literally work all night. She would work night. She would come home, take me to school, sleep whilst I was at school, wake up and pick me up. And like being surrounded by such hard workers, even now, Sometimes there's points where I feel like I'm at my limit. And then I think back to the sacrifices my parents and grandparents have made and how hard they're, how hardworking they are. And I feel like it sort of makes me realize how fortunate I am to be in the position that I'm in, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, it sounds like your parents, your grandparents were such an incredible influence. Even when you tell me about the Pizza Hut (laughs) delivery. First Mm -hmm. off, Pizza Hut should be doing some type of major sponsorship with Gymshark. (laughs) I don't care what it is, even though it might not fit the best for bodybuilders and, and, and fitness people, but 
I'm sure they have some healthy items. But in any case, it's incredible to hear your story of university, Pizza Hut, and continuing to do this. It's really, really inspiring. And I, I want to ask you, you just recently became CEO or came back as CEO. How yeah. did that happen? So about six years ago, I was sort of going through a bit of a moment where I, I was... The brand had grown very quickly and it became really obvious to me that I didn't have the skill set to essentially grow the business. And I'd learned over time, right, that putting great people in the right position for them would allow the business to grow quickly. And funny enough, I was watching some videos on YouTube and there was a video that talked about leaning into your strengths. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to well and truly lean into my strengths here. And I actually decided to focus on a a role here called the chief brand officer, which was all around events, products, athletes, marketing, all that sort of stuff. And I actually brought in a a chief exec called Steve, who was absolutely brilliant for the brand and he really helped grow it in in the most special way possible with a true culture first mentality. And that was really good for for two reasons, because number Number one, I got to learn from Steve and with that focus on my strengths. So I got to go into this brand role and just focus completely on my strengths. Number two, I sort of got the benefit of both worlds because it allowed me to try my hand at things, my weaknesses, which at the time were finance, operations, public speaking, all these things. I could try them and fail at them without consequence because I knew that Steve, the experienced chief exec, could come in and help support me when I was making those mistakes. So for me personally, my development was rapid for the last five years because I literally got the best of both worlds where I could nail my strengths and really lean into them whilst also try my hand at new things and failing constantly, essentially without consequence. Do you think you're one of you're one of the first entrepreneurs I've talked to where it's come up that because you're young enough and it's come up that you really weren't watching TV growing mm-hmm. up, right? You weren't watching the usual, except maybe for Premier League soccer, but football, yeah. <laughs> football. But you were saying that everything you were watching, everything you were involved with was following globally some of these people that influencers on YouTube or wherever it might be. It's really interesting because do you think that played a major part in why Gymshark is super successful as opposed to maybe if you were 10 years older? Oh yeah, 100%. So one, I I mean, Certainly my age group, and I mean, more and more so the younger you get, but we were true social natives, like genuine social natives. And I think that's important. I think as well, the other thing that's really helped, so Gymshark is a very international business. Like we split, our revenue is split. Half our revenue is in North America, half of it is outside of North America. And we're a business that has only had an office in the States now for around a year. And it was the case, the revenue split was similar beforehand. And we sort of growing up on the internet because of the way that it works is some of my favorite YouTubers were British, some were Australian, some were based in Europe, some were in Canada, some in the US. You end up just like absorbing so many different cultures and almost like the conventional geographic boundaries sort of don't exist. So I think that really helped because as I said, the original product was this amalgamation of European and American design in many respects. So I think having being able to learn, I guess, listen, the internet helps and social helps because you can learn beyond like comprehension in terms of the access to people that you have. But yeah, that that opportunity to truly learn from people from different backgrounds and different parts of the world was definitely, definitely helped in that. Yeah. Can you tell us about your expansion? Because you are a unicorn, you know, as a business, mm-hmm. you talked about the numbers, the valuation, it's incredible. You do have a North American influence. But can you tell us about 
one plans for expansion in North America. And also Mm -hmm. because you're so global, do you have to have different styles, different type, or, you know, are you really having one product for all these different areas? Yeah. So we have, so in terms of expansion, so we've opened up an office in Denver, Colorado. So I, absolutely love Colorado. It's such a stunning state and the city of Denver is beautiful as well. So we've opened up an office there. That was actually hard work because the office was built during the pandemic and it was obviously materials and managing that was was tough, but we're really proud to have a stunning office there. And it's great as well because it means people like myself get to spend a lot more time there as well. We're building out that team. So the opportunities for, I think, particularly in the US are huge for us. It's probably the thing I'm most excited about. And then, sorry, in terms of products, so we have a global product portfolio. So we all the product is designed and developed basically out of headquarters. However, it is interesting that you do have different, I guess, people buy differently depending on where they are. I'm still learning this, but from what I gather, you tend to find people in the Southern States in the US buy into more color. And I think probably California as well, buy into more color. Whereas maybe further in sort of New York area, you probably have a more European style, probably wear a lot more dark colors. I mean, I'm wearing completely black today. So you definitely see that on a regional focus. But again, going back to the difference in, in sort of the internet and borders, I would say that there's more similarities between an individual that lives in Manhattan and London, for example, than maybe Manhattan and, you know, a, a more rural, US area. So it really varies. And I think that, so we've invested heavily in a data team and we have a data team in the States and they really help us to understand better, I guess, what the customer wants. And um, I think it also helps for us because every single sale that Gymshark has ever made, because of the fact that we are a direct to consumer brand and we only sell through our one website, every single sale from that first test order I did nine years ago, you know, it's in the Gymshark system. And I think that really helps, helps in terms of truly understanding the customer and the community. You must love this community you've built, being someone who's always loved fitness. And a big part of fitness, I know for me, has always been the community and the people who share that passion. Has that been super enjoyable for you? Honestly, incredible. So from from the first day I ever stepped foot in the gym and I was shaking, I was so nervous. I had no idea what I was doing. And, And funnily enough, I thought everyone was looking at me and going, oh, who's that? Who's that skinny guy that doesn't know what he's doing? It's only now looking back, I realized that they were probably more worried about themselves than me, right? And it was after that first session, I ended up going online and I actually ended up on bodybuilding forums. I don't know if you've you've seen that before. And I spent time on that. And that was where I really got into the lifting community and learned how to lift safely and all these different things. So that was the original inspiration. So now for me to see the tens of millions of people that follow Gymshark across all the different channels that we all know and love today, listen, I'm incredibly proud of it. And being able to fly around the world and go to these events and meet people that have, you know, built muscle, lost weight, they can, you know, run well, mental health as well, the huge benefit that physical fitness has on mental health. It makes me incredibly proud. That's awesome. Before I let you go, I want to ask you, you've done this at such a young age, you're in an incredible space in, in health and wellness. You've been growing tremendously. Where do you see Gymshark in the business in, in, in the next few years and, and, and down the road? So I think it's sort of two prongs. So a business that's grown as quickly as us, I think we need to sort of like pause at times and really build in infrastructure. And I think that's important. And we're doing that now. And that's why you've seen investments in the office in Denver, for example. But I also think there's an opportunity given the community that we have to offer maybe more products as well as the apparel and accessories that we offer today. And I think accessories is a great example. We actually launched our first piece of software, actually, what we call the conditioning app. So you can track your lifts and everything on there, track track your workouts. 
I use it five days a week. So but starting to see the fact that we can launch software as well as apparel and accessories, I think is really, really exciting for me. So I'm looking forward to exploring more products that we can launch too. Well, Ben, your story is so inspiring. And really, I, I love from how hard you worked and learned so much from your grandparents and parents and then yourself and continue today. There is no surprise you've done what you've done. And I just want to say thank you for coming on How Success thank Happens. You. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. And that's our episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to How Success Happens wherever you get your podcasts. We come out with a new episode every Wednesday morning, and you don't want to miss it. And if you like to share, please feel free to pass along the show to an entrepreneur friend who could use a boost, and I could always use the subscribers. And do you have ideas for guests? I always love to hear about great entrepreneurs. If you know anyone, shoot me an email at hsh at entrepreneur.com or on Twitter at Robert Tuckman. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-T-U-C-H-M-A-N. Or even send me a message on LinkedIn. How Success Happens is a production of Entrepreneur Media. Be sure to visit entrepreneur.com for insight on building your business. Or even better yet, subscribe to our magazine. No joke, I found my first job after reading about a company in Entrepreneur Magazine back in the 1990s. It's always been my absolute favorite magazine for entrepreneurs. Thanks for listening and spending some time with me today. Until next time, my name is Robert Tuckman, just a fellow entrepreneur and your host. See you soon.